right. Good afternoon. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. You heard that little, oh, I forgot to turn it up. And I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. Today we're talking about place. Yes. That's kind of a generic term, but it also is a, is a, is a, is a word full of meaning. It can be, and on the context you're using it in, yes. Yes. And I think, uh, I'm thinking of sometimes people think, I just need to get away, or I don't like where I'm living, or uh, I'm going to move far, far away from this place. You know, things like that, and that. Yeah, I, and that's, I mean, that's a common marketing theme also. you got tropical beaches, and you have. Yeah, which looks nice. Oh, it looks very nice. Especially when there's snow the on the ground. Yeah. Sure, but the problem with that is just like anything else. We focus our time on something different than what we have, mm-hmm. then we don't appreciate what we do have mm-hmm. already. And place is one of those things that yeah, we can we can kind of lose track of the blessing that comes from being where you are right now. And I, one thing I want, well, two things that came to mind when you said that. Uh, well, we've never really gone on like vacations. Vacation is usually, if we're going to go somewhere, it's something to do with one of our families. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But one of the great things when you go away, one of the really wonderful things is coming home again. That's what I think. And then second, I think we need to remember that God is in control and he's overall. And wherever you are, wherever you're living right now is where God wants you to live. That doesn't mean it's forever. But I believe in this moment right now, this is where God has planted you. And I think to recognize that is a very good thing. I think to, to an extent you're right. It, it, you know, someone might be in a place where they shouldn't be. Um, but I think God can use you in the place that you are in. Mm-hmm. Wherever you're at, God can use you there. Mm-hmm. And there are times when God places you somewhere on purpose. Mm-hmm. And because he places you there, he does it so that he can use you in that in that place. So I, th- I really honestly believe that's where we are and why we are where we are. Because mm-hmm. we're too. here for God. But that, you know, it could seem like an inconsequential or accidental thing for you. but Especially if you haven't chosen where you live. Like if you grew up there and it wasn't your choice, this is where your parents grew- had you and you've just stayed there. You know, you can think... I wish I didn't live here. When it's it, when it wasn't by your choice, you can. I well, remember when I was in the army, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, because you, when you're in the service, you can get deployed whenever they feel like sending you. Your your life is not really your own. I mean, you got to go where they tell you to go. And it just dawned on me one time that, well, the army might say I have to go to Somalia or Haiti or or uh, the Mojave Desert, but that's God doing that. He's using the channels. And when I was sent somewhere, that was God's doing, not the armies. Hmm. I mean, it was also the armies, but God allowed it to happen. Right. I mean, if I hadn't gone to Somalia, well, you and I might not have met. And I think place, I want to look at it in yeah. another angle a little bit too, because yeah. the other place I think is our place in time. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, I'm a history nut. Everybody knows that. And it's fun to fantasize about 
what it was like to live in another time mm-hmm. or to exist in another time. And you think, boy, I would have liked to have been alive during this time or that time or in this place or that place. That's fun to fantasize about. It's fun to think about it, but it's not the reality. The reality is you're here right now, right at this time in the place you are in, in the exact moment you are here because this is where God wants you to be. And God wants to use you in that place. So I know a lot of people think that, oh, I... I can't, uh, I can't go and live overseas. It's not possible for me. So I can't be a missionary. Well, you can be a missionary in your neighborhood. You don't have to be a missionary overseas. People think, well, I don't ever, you know, I don't ever to, uh, go very far or to very special places where you are is a very special place. I remember as a kid, um, growing up on a farm in in Minnesota, grew up on a dairy farm, and we didn't really go anywhere because seven days a week you're milking cows. Mm-hmm. And my cousins, who lived a very different lifestyle and were very urban, um, always were going on vacation somewhere, always somewhere, and they would come and visit us. And it was interesting to me because um, when they visited, sometimes I realized how special the place I was mm-hmm. in was because mm-hmm. how much they liked it mm-hmm. um, and how different it was. Mm-hmm. I was the only kid in my elementary school I remember that went that uh, lived in the country. Everybody else lived in town. And so um, complete different reality mm-hmm. for everybody. But occasionally I would have friends come spend the weekend. Oh, I bet they had fun. They would have a blast. And it's, oh, you're so lucky to, to be able to live here and all these things. And, again, sometimes somebody else's perspective helped me to realize that the place I was in was pretty special. Yeah. I think that's true for all of us. I mean, it, sometimes anyway, if if we forget what's around us and the blessings God has given us, sometimes it takes a new set of eyes to say, wow. This is incredible. You know, we, we can all forget at times. And I, I, I there's another, there's a couple um, verses I want to share. This is from Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was prophesying, telling the people, you are going to be taken into captivity. Hmm. And, and don't fight it. Just go. But when you're there, this is what he said. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Seek the welfare of the city where I sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. That's from Jeremiah 29, verses 5 and 7. And I think that goes, that is true for all of us. No matter where you are, plant down roots and and seek the good for the place where you are at, you're at because it is true. The good, if it's gonna, if you're making a place better, it's gonna be better for you too. But it's better for them too. Second, go ahead. Yeah, I like that that last part of there. Pray for the place that you're in. Even though, obviously, this is during the Babylonian exile, um, this was not something that people would have prayed for. And basically, what you're, they were a conquered people that were hauled off. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're supposed to pray for your captors here, is what it's saying. Mm-hmm. But do that because that will bless you. Yeah. So where you are right now, 
not only make the most of it, but pray for everyone around you so that it's better for you. And at the same time, when Jeremiah was prophesying this, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of other prophets saying, no, we're not going to be taken into captivity. We're going to defeat them. And that that's what the people wanted to hear. They didn't want to hear that they were going to be taken out of Israel. They So they listened to the false prophets rather mm-hmm. than Jeremiah. But he then he went ahead and, and told them this from God. And, and place is, um, I asked you to look it up. And the, the definition, because we all know what it is, but for me to even say a definition is hard to do, actually. It's a particular position or a point in space. And that... that There's part, space and time. Yeah, that part that you said about the time we are, the time frame we're living mm-hmm. in, too. I know our, our world seems to be going faster and faster and getting scarier by the minute. The the violence, the crazy ideas in society, I mean, everything is just snowballing down a hill. And sometimes people think, I'm afraid of the of the world our kids are going to live in or our grandkids are going to live in. But the same truth is for them. God will equip them to live in that world. The Whatever challenges, they're not going to be any greater than God himself. And... We don't need to fear for our children or grandchildren. We need to help equip them for the life that God has created them to have. Yeah, and that that is part of the reality outlook, too. We have to look at things from the perspective of this is where I am. This is when I am. This is the circumstances I'm in, and that's not, that is there for a reason. What reason is it? Yeah. And it's like Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of heaven. Seek yes. first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you. Don't yeah. worry about anything else. Um, there's one particular example of, of place and time in the Bible that I want to bring up. This okay. is Esther. Oh, Esther. Yes, and that's Esther, a good one. Uh, this yeah. is chapter 414. Her uncle's talking to her and says, For if you keep silent at this time, liberation and rescue will arise for, for the Jews from another place, and you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have attained royalty for such a time as this. You're here for such a time as this. You are here in this society, in the country that you're in, in the city that you're in, in the state that you're in, um, community that you're in, for the purpose of serving God. Now, that doesn't mean that God's will won't be done if you don't do it. Right. But you will fade. Um, like it says here, it'll be the end of your house is your father's house. Mm-hmm. Be the end of the line. You have to be actively doing something in the place that you're in. And God puts you there just to do that. Mm-hmm. It's like He, a lot, His will is going to happen, but He's allowing us to be part of it. He says, Come partner with me, and you right. can be part of my work. Right. And, and that also takes, the, takes a, a burden off us if we have taken it on, in that we can't mess up God's plan. And so even if we we do our best and, and we, we're working for God and we fail, God's plan's still going to happen. God will even use the failure. Oftentimes we don't see uh, the results of what we do, but um, God is always at work and God's plan will, will not fail. So you do the best you can and let God take care of the details. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bible even says if you don't know the words to say when you're praying, the Spirit will... Pray through you. Pray through you. Yeah. If you don't have the words when you speak, don't be afraid to speak because the Spirit will speak through you. 
those things are all all there. Um, another little concept of place I want to bring about yeah. is the Bible has a tendency to use one word that I just love the word. Um, and he uses it and is used for a place in a, in a more existential way. Okay. God says, abide in me oh, and I will yeah. abide in you. And abide means to live, mm -hmm. to occupy, to inhabit. You abide in your house. Your house is your abode. That's mm -hmm. where the word comes from. But abiding is not just staying. You don't abide in a hotel unless you're living there full time. Here's you a, abide in your home. And here's a, a verse at the end mm -hmm. of the Bible. Revelation 21.3 goes along with what you just said. Mm -hmm. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. I'm just going to read the next verse. He will wipe away every tear from their mm -hmm. eyes. And death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And that is our permanent home, heaven with God. And uh, that goes along with John 14, too. Jesus is talking to his disciples before he's, he's crucified, and he says, um, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take mm. you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Prepare a place, again, place. No matter where you are, you can abide in Christ. That mm -hmm. That is the key to that. No matter the, the physical place you're in, you can still abide in Christ in that circumstance, in that time, in that location. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's important for us to, to realize that where we are physically on the earth is not as important as where we are spiritually. Mm, that's true. In our hearts, spiritually, we need to be abiding mm -hmm. right now in Christ. And I do, I, I completely agree with you when you said we might be somewhere we're not supposed to be. Like, let's say you're kidnapped or, I mean, some crazy, or it could be just some other thing. But or you're living in a place that is detrimental to your health and, and your mental health and your physical health and all those things and you could leave and you choose not to yes any but no matter even if it's a place that god wants you to leave or you've been there taken by force god is with you in that place mm -hmm. so uh oh and that um i have a great verse about that psalm 32 7 okay psalm 32 7 says you are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. So in one of these kind of places, a violent place, uh, you know, whatever, fill in the blank, that you're not there and it's really, it's you need to get out of there and you can't. God is your hiding place. Hide within God spiritually. Um, he's over all places. I had that verse also. Oh, it's did interesting you? that you had that. Yeah. Yeah. What um, were you going to say about it? I got another one for you. Psalm okay. 118.5. Okay. When hard pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. Oh, spacious place. So when you are pressed on in all sides, God is your peace. And there's a term that we used to use in the military a lot. Um, and it's a term for... Uh, when you're away from home, when you're away mm -hmm. from where you want to be and you're in a dangerous spot, 
sometimes you're told to shelter in place. Mm -hmm. What that means is settle in right where you're at. You set up your defenses, you set up everything, but where you're at right now, you're just going to you're going to be a holding pattern until further notice. Mm. Sometimes in our walk with Christ, sometimes in the way that, that we go, um, there are places that we're at that we don't like. Yes. There are places that we're at that might not seem like the best place for us, mm-hmm. but God has put us there. He's mm-hmm. never left us alone. So, you know, when I look at our life, even our married life, you know, you think, can you ever count up how many houses we've lived in in 28 years? No. There's been a lot. Mm-hmm. And every place we went was different. We didn't stay in one community. Five places in South Dakota, and that's been since 97. Okay. And so when we look at that, when we look at the different places that we have been, when you look back with the, the 2020 hindsight. And five before that, so wisdom, a total of 10. So you can look backwards. And you think about the people that you've contacted, mm-hmm. the things you have seen, the things you've experienced, the times God has touched you in, in your life at that time and that place. So right now, in this time and this place, God is touching you as well. He's reaching out to you. So if you have, if you're in a situation where you don't like where you're at, ask God what you can do where you're at. Mm-hmm. and go to him and let him make where you're at a refuge. That's why I brought those verses up from Jeremiah, that even if we are in a place we don't like to live in, still mm-hmm. build, I'll read that again, build houses and live in them, plant gardens, eat their produce, seek the welfare of the place you're in. And literally, you don't have to build a house, but I mean, it, what that means is you're you're making it a home for you. Even if, and that reminds me, oh, this is a good one, Hmm. Psalm 23, Hmm. because if it is a place you don't want to be, but you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Mm -hmm. So that, that is a Psalm 23, verse five, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. So when I think of that, it, it, maybe it is a place you don't want to be, but Maybe you do feel like you're surrounded by enemies. God can prepare a banquet for you right there. And you can feast on the word. You can feast on Jesus. Yeah. Um, I've got a quote from my, or a passage here from Isaiah that okay. kind of goes with that too. For this is what the high and exalted one says. He who lives forever, whose name is holy. I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit. To revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. So in this passage, he's basically saying, I am the God of heaven. I am I am the creator of the universe. I am above. But I'm also with you. Mm-hmm. I will not leave you alone. You, the place you are in is my place also. Mm-hmm. You know, when we think about, just think about Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. Think about what he gave up to leave heaven. To come to earth in the form of a human man. Mm-hmm. What did he have to give up? That would not have been the place of choice. Right. There's nothing, you know, uh, immediately after his baptism, he goes off into the desert for 40 days. 
Now, that's probably the most inhospitable place on the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. When you go to a desert where nothing's growing. Mm -hmm. And the only things that live there are tough and are dangerous to humans. Scorpions and snakes and those things. And then he has conversations with Satan. Oh, God. Place. Not a good place, not a place of choice. And that is the place this the spirit compelled him to go to the desert. Right. Testing. But for me, I, I think about what Christ had to give up. The place he gave up to come to me. Yeah. To come to my place. He yeah. came to find me. And in doing so, by giving all that up, he showed us exactly what we're supposed to do. Again, that's an example. That's a footstep of Christ. Wherever you are. You confront Satan with what he is. Wherever you are, you get into your word, spend time with the Spirit, abide in him, abide in, in Christ. And if you do those things, the rest of it is not as important. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as important to Jesus about what he was going to eat mm-hmm. as it was in what he was doing for his Father. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be that way with us too. Mm-hmm. We should not focus on place as an end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking you mentioned he didn't focus on what he was going to eat. So I think of the Samaritan woman at the well, the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. And he purposely stayed there and waited for her to, because his disciples went to find food or whatever. And Jesus sat at the well. It says in scripture, this is John 4, mm-hmm. that he was tired and he asked her for a drink. And then that is when they had the wonderful conversation and she uh, believed he was the Messiah. He told her he was the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, I shouldn't say I'm sure, but she came at the time when no one else would come because of her, her, her lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure she was not uh, treated well in that village because she already had five husbands. She was living with a man who wasn't her husband. And, and now in our day and age, we might not even bat an eye at that, but back then that was. Uh, more than scandalous. That was, don't talk to her. You might be tainted if you, you know, associate Mm -hmm. with her. And Jesus purposely waited in her place for her. I liked how you said he came to our place to save us. And I think sometimes if we go to someone's place, we take, we go to their own personal place. Mm -hmm. It means a lot. Yes. It means a lot to people. If you actually take the time to go where they are. Right. You enter their place. You enter their place. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's an important thing and it's an important thing for all of us to do, Mm -hmm. to reach out and go to someone where they are. And I think that's what Christ excelled at also when we look at his ministry on earth, he went to them. Yeah. Yes. They followed him. Yes. There was crowds. Yes. There was people around him, but He went to Zacchaeus and said, I'm coming to your house for dinner tonight. Mm -hmm. He invited himself over. Mm -hmm. Um, He did things like that to go to where someone was, I guess, as comfortable as they could possibly be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to put himself in the place of a guest instead of Mm -hmm. the place of the host. You know, that is true. Uh, If someone is going to be comfortable with who they are or whatever, they'll be in their own home. Now, some people don't have safe homes, and that's not the way home is supposed to be. Wherever we live is a home. I believe it's God's will for everyone to have a safe home. But if if you're safe at home, 
I think you probably are more yourself there than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I, I want to share another one. This is completely. And, a, oh, go ahead. I think you're more honest in your own house. Yeah. Um, you're honest about yourself. You're honest about everything. You know, if people come to your home, that is your life on display around mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And so when Jesus went to someone's home, it's kind of the real you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you hang on your walls, mm-hmm. um, the way you keep your house, the way mm-hmm. you live, your favorite colors, all those things will be present in, in, yeah. in your uh, residence. So to do that, to understand that, I think um, is another thing that where we can use place mm-hmm. by using it the way Jesus used it. Mm-hmm. I have, here's a verse in Job, and this is a completely different take on place, kind of. Actually, it says, have you commanded the morning since your days began? Oh, this is God speaking to Job because Job was questioning God. So God is giving him these rhetorical questions like, Mainly, God is saying, I'm God and you're just a man, you know. So here's God saying to Job, have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place, that it might take hold of the skirts of the earth and the wicked would be shaken out of it. But that part caused the dawn to know its place. Mm-hmm. And that was Job 38, 12. But I think that reveals to us one well one thing it reveals is that everything in creation has its place the ocean is only going to go so far even when it does a, a it's involved like in a tsunami that happened a few years ago in Japan where people were swept away you know that those ocean waves only went as far as God allowed them to and the dawn the sun comes up in the east because God says you will come up in the east. The moon comes up uh, because God has said you will come up. And I, I think it's even now uh, in this area of the country, I think more often than not, most years are kind of dry. And so mm-hmm. always people pray for rain. And I am of the belief that weather and everything are just getting weirder and weirder because we have gotten quite a bit of rain, actually, and our grass is green and uh, greenish. Yes. I mean, we, like I said, you, we can always use more rain here, but it's it's not too bad. Actually, you had to cut the grass the other day. So that does show at least it is growing. Some. Yeah, it's only been a month. Yeah. So, I mean, I right. That's You know, I know a lot of people mow their lawn. Once a week. Weekly. Yeah. Sometimes even more. Once a month is. Pretty good. Yeah. The, and, weed, the weeds were taller than the grass, but yeah. But I brought that up because there are dear friends of ours south of us who have not gotten any rain, just dribbles, you know, this whole time. And we can, we can rest in the fact that we know God is in control. He knows they need rain and I know he'll bring them rain. Like he'll bring us rain. And, but it doesn't make any sense to us right now that why they haven't gotten any rain yet. I mean, their cattle need grass they need something mm-hmm. to eat. They, you know, we, we don't know, but we do know God is good and he will bring rain when he brings rain in the same way he will, uh, come through for us at the perfect time in all ways and in all places. I, uh, I have a, a, 
our dear friend, little young Elizabeth. And she just recently, I hope she doesn't mind me speaking about her, but I doubt if she listens. But if you do let Elizabeth, I hope this is okay. I think it is. I wouldn't share it if I didn't think so. Well, she just recently went on uh, and we are speaking about this in 2022. This is 2022. So I don't know when you listen to this, but during this time, there was a war on in Ukraine with Russia and Elizabeth went over with a missions trip to Ukraine. And she just told me yesterday that she said when she got there, it felt like home. So mm -hmm. she's already researching how she can go over there. I don't know if she'll go over there permanently, but she'll go over there a few more times and who knows what God has a plan, but, uh, God plucks us up and puts us where he wants us to be at mm. times. Like when we first got married, we never knew we'd live on a Indian reservation in Northwest Illinois, uh, Illinois, Northwest South Dakota. I mean, we didn't know that. No. And you know, I, there are times I'm thankful that God put me in this place and not in another place. I, I am where I, uh, God wants me to be. and I'm comfortable here. Um, I love it here. Yeah. Well, I want to kind of tie this together here in the end. I'm going to go to John 15, what Jesus said. Cool. And, and this is the abide coming back in. I want to, I want to pull that knot together right okay. here. John 15, 4 says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Mm. It doesn't matter where your feet are. Mm. It doesn't matter where you get your mail. It doesn't matter um, what the calendar on the wall says the day is. Abide in him and he will take care of the rest of it. And that's where you will bear fruit. Mm -hmm. That's where, that's the place that you need to live. Oh, would you read? Live in Christ. It, later in that chapter when he, he says, I've chosen you, that you go and bear fruit. Would you read that? It's same chapter. It's in John 15 also. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay, I'll just continue on here. Okay. Um, verse 7, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Hmm. Oh, I'm looking. That's good. That is... Oh, I know. It's 16. Would you read that? 15, 16? You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give to you. Isn't that good? That be present. Yeah. Be present in, in the place that you are in. Don't look for a way out of it. Don't look for something else. If God wants to move you, he will move you. Mm -hmm. And that, that will happen. Um, every decision in my life that I have made since I've accepted Jesus as my Savior, every decision I've made on jobs, on homes, on anything like that was based upon finding peace in him. Mm -hmm. When it was time to move, mm -hmm. 
I ask God, is this where you want me to be? Because every place I've been, I could have stayed forever. Mm -hmm. There are several places that we have lived in, and I have said, I could die in this house. Mm -hmm. And I'm picturing myself at old age in the place that we're in. Mm -hmm. And God has picked us up and moved us. Mm -hmm. And that's not uh, to spite me that God's doing that. It's just he is advancing uh, our ministry, our work, the things we're doing by putting us in the place we need to be in at that exact time. And I will say the same along that same mm-hmm. idea or whatever is that, and God will change the heart. When we lived in Blunt, I didn't want to ever leave. I loved that place. I loved our land. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, this is it. And then over the, the year that we moved, God changed my heart. I was just like, yeah. I mean, I was completely fine with it when it happened. Right. And, and he does that, you know, and it's, oh, he's so good to us. So while we started out talking about place, we're talking about the place you were in and abiding in Christ. Just take the time to take a deep breath and realize that no matter where your place is, no matter where your location is, God is with you and you can be with him. That's a good ending. God bless. Bye.